Welcome to Scared Cats, everybody. Oh boy, Halloween's over. We're now in the, the holiday season has begun. Thanksgiving is coming up quick. I gotta call the honey baked ham and get my ham reserved. I do love my ham. And whenever you, it's they make the ham that's coated with brown sugar, you know. Oh, it's so good. So good. We we put it in the oven. The cook in there warm. It's already cooked, but I like warm ham on Thanksgiving. Who eats cold ham? You eat that in a sandwich afterwards. You know, whenever you're getting the dinner rolls back out, and you're pulling all the leftovers out of the fridge, and you're making yourself a little sliders. That's what I do. That's my Thanksgiving Day tradition. I almost enjoy the leftovers more than the actual meal itself, just because it's a tradition. You know, you have your big Thanksgiving meal. You get stuffed. You pass out on the couch for maybe an hour, and then uh, you know you, you go back to the fridge and get yourself. You know, I usually I go with stuffing. I get the mashed potatoes. I get the stuffing. I'll go with some turkey, and I'll go with some ham, and I'll make a combo. And I make myself a couple sliders. It's so good. Oh man, it's been a. I'm glad October's over because October sucked. And uh, November's not shaping up too great either. This is all, you know, on a personal life level thing. We're just, it's rough right now. Making a living's rough. Uh, we got utilities that are shut off right now. Everything's just in despair. We're trying, We're trying, We're trying to get back on our feet here, y'all. Scaredy cast, uh, you know, help me get helps helps me get through the stress. So, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we're back here. Been back for a little while now. I've just been putting the show on my back and carrying it through by myself, y'all. But that's okay. Everybody's busy. They got things going on. Ain't nobody got time to go record. You know, silly podcast with Tony. I get it. I wouldn't want to either. If somebody was like Tony, come. I might, yeah. If somebody asked me to come do their podcast, I'd definitely go, but that's just me. Oh, man. So what do we got today? Oh, well, we got a creep. Creep of the week is back, and good grief. People are just the worst. They will be dead soon enough. Are you scared? Well, guess what? Would you believe it if I told you that our creep of the week was a Florida man? Because... This it is a Florida man. He was arrested after groping. Oh God, groping a Disney cast member. One of the princesses got groped by this guy. And looking at this guy's mugshot, I'd be on red alert to begin with. If I saw this guy, if I was working at Disneyland, and I saw our Disney World, well, either one. This is where it is happening at Disney World, obviously, because Florida Man. But if I saw this guy coming in through the gates, I would radio any whatever they got going on there. I, you know, they got, you know, crazy patrols and security and SWAT teams and all that stuff on standby. And I mean, like, hey, get the Disney drones out. Follow this guy because he's a creep. And yeah, well, he done did it. He went and guys, listen, 
<coughs> Unless you're a little kid, you know, who don't know no better. Don't touch the cast members at all. Maybe a high five if you really want something, but don't put your arm around them. That's just weird. They don't like it. You're weird over doing it. You know, don't do it. When you, especially if you're an old man, like this guy who, oh, excuse me. Had a little, had a little burp that was stuck in my throat there. This guy, like, just don't touch them. They don't want to be touched. So don't do it. You know, if you're a dude and you're like, Captain Hook's coming around, you know, maybe you can throw him around his shoulder, but yo, Captain Hook, woo, selfie time. But don't touch the princesses if you're an old man. They don't want that. Nobody does. Don't touch anybody. Not just this, but just don't touch anybody in public. Um, the woman's told deputies she was immediately uncomfortable about his arm placement due to the fact that he had his arm wrapped all the way around her body and was groping one of her breasts for the love of God, man. Somebody beat this guy up. These kind of people need to get beat up. Like I said, on the Patreon podcast on Halloween, more people just need to get beat up. This guy does this kind of stuff. Cause he knows he ain't going to get beat up or nothing. He's going to go to jail. He's just going to get out on bail and he's going to go back to groping somebody tomorrow. But if he was like, Oh, I might get beat up. He might not do this kind of thing. So hopefully he gets beat up in jail for a little bit while he's in there. Oh, God, dude, creepy people. Just why do you guys do it? Anyways, let's move on. Some, this is still awful news, but my God, an Indiana woman was found dead on Wednesday with a snake wrapped around her neck in a home that was set up to collect reptiles. Gross. I'm terrified of snakes. So immediately any kind of reptiles, disgusting. Uh, Indiana state police said in a news release that authorities received a 911 call to an address in the town of Oxford for a woman who was found unresponsive with an eight foot reticulated Python wrapped around her neck. How fast can pythons move? Like, how did this happen? Do you think like she was just carrying it around on her neck and, was just letting it slither around on her and while she was cooking up some ramen noodles. And then next thing you know, this Python is just squeezing. Cause I know once the Python squeezes you, you, you ain't getting that thing off. Um, they tried to save her life, but it was too late. She was strangled by the snake. Um, they also found 140 other snakes in the house. Good grief. How do you feed all of them? Um, the, the building itself, apparently she didn't live here. It was a building. I mean, it was a house, but it was set up as a reptile home. So there's reptiles all over this place. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, and it was just set up for a collection of snakes. So that sucks. Don't mess with, don't put pythons on your neck. Cause they're going to try to squeeze the hell out of you. Yeesh. All right. Well, we got ghost news, you guys. And, uh, of course we got ghost news that has audio 
and you can end video and I'm going to put the links up on social media because you know how I am. I ain't going to watch or listen to this stuff. Scare the hell out of me. I'm home alone right now. I'm recording. I'm, I'm already scared. Just getting ready to read this stuff. Uh, there's a restaurant and employees knew that this place was haunted and paranormal investigators went to check it out. And guess what? It's haunted. Uh, a Tampa Bay area restaurant is serving spookiness all year long because it's friggin' haunted. Uh, the restaurant serves colonial Portuguese fusion, but some customers don't appear to be part of the living world. The bar manager says she's seen orbs inside the building and she's not the only one who has had an encounter with the paranormal. I've had ex-employees actually see figures walking around, she said. Um, these kind of things especially happen down in the basement of the restaurant. She said, you definitely feel there's something down there, like almost a presence. It's not just a feeling, though. The spirits may have been caught on camera as well, with surveillance video inside the restaurant showing a pastry dish mysteriously being pushed off the counter. Mm, I wouldn't work there. I'd leave immediately. I'm out. Bye. Um, we're catching something as soon as we walk in the door, it seemed like. She conducted an overnight investigation at the, oh no, this, sorry, uh, the Paranormal Society, not the restaurant owner, owner uh, the Paranormal Society conducted an overnight investigation at the restaurant with cameras, thermal cameras, rim pods, and everything. In the middle of filming, the rim pod went off, um, but the rim pods are those things that when it, you make a noise and it lights up when something gets close or touches it. Uh, we've messed with them before, and I mean, who knows if they work or not? I don't know. They might work. They might just be picking up other things in the world. Who knows? But uh, we're setting up equipment that was going off right away like someone was walking up and touching it. They searched every corner of the restaurant and even the basement for evidence and claims she felt the most energy near the stairs of the basement. We drained a lot of batteries while our tablet dropped. You know, drained. The tape recorder shut off on us while we were tape recording. So that's usually the spirits draining the battery power. We know that there's some activity going on. We just want to figure out who and what it is. She believes there's evidence of paranormal activity in the restaurant, but that they aren't confined to just this specific space, but rather the entire block that this restaurant is on. A couple of shootings, a couple of stabbings, not particularly within the restaurant, but within the radius of it, she said. She claims there's no amount of spooky evidence that will drive her away. The restaurant owner says this. I don't feel like it's evil. I just feel like it's just here and it's just hanging out. Just kind of wants to be part of this restaurant, I guess. I would still leave. <clears throat> that, that's, just, that's just me, you guys. Y'all know me. I don't mess around with this. More spooky news. Um, gosh, yep, nope. This already looks terrifying just by the thumbnail of the video alone. Um, this is in Indiana, of course. This is it Indiana where they like the demon house was from? Zach Baggins' demon house. 
um, this place in Indiana in Mishawaka, Mishawaka says to it's, it's known to have some strange sightings. Uh, for Halloween, the restaurant had a paranormal team out there to check out the building for themselves. You may have driven past or eaten at the Hacienda, but the history and findings this paranormal investigation group discovered may spook you. Some things like the light will be on in the attic, even though they've turned the lights off. We've seen figures, the Hacienda marketing director says. Rumors say a woman hanged herself in the attic, but we found that not to be the case. We just wanted to find out who the spirit is that people have been describing up there. The investigation team ended up finding out three spirits lived in this house. They did this by using dousing rods in the attic that the group says move with the energy of the spirits. I've seen those things. When we went to Chloride, Arizona, we had the dousing rods going on. If you go on our Instagram, instagram.com slash scaredyguest, up at in our story highlights, you can actually see the video footage of the dousing rods moving, uh, like reacting to this lady, you know, asking the spirit to, to move them and they're being moved. It's crazy. The investigation team also uses EVP readings, which measure voice voices. We as humans may not be able to hear. After digging into the building's history, the investigators found no one has ever died there, but someone did die on the property. So not inside, but outside. Before it was Hacienda restaurant, it was also a brewery. There was a young man who fell to his death off the brewery tower in the back. We asked questions pertaining to his death and tried to figure out if he may be the one here. And we asked if his companion's fault that he passed away. The EVP said yes. So the video and audio on this article here has all this stuff on there for you guys. Go watch. I'll put it on our Facebook. <clears throat> paranormal team believes a teenage boy spotted in the basement by some employees could be the man who fell from the tower. So yeah, there you go. Spookiness. I ain't down with it. I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> you guys Maybe I should start a different podcast. We're not around all this terrifying stuff. No one be so scared. Uh, moving on to cryptid news. Guess what, everybody? Old Reliable, the travel channel. They got a new TV show coming out called Expedition Bigfoot. You can always count on Travel Channel to give you shows about not traveling anywhere. (laughs) They need to just change the name of that channel. I know there's Destination America, but Travel Channel too, man. Like, just all Bigfoot and ghost shows. Just change the name. Like the like IFC. Why is IFC still called IFC? They don't show any independent films on there. All right. They had Independence Day on there once. That's not an independent film, y'all. Change the name of your stupid channel. I still love you though, Travel Channel. Don't ever change. Um, let's see what this is. Uh Expedition Bigfoot. And it's just, you know, they're going out looking for Bigfoot. Old legend meets new modern-day technology, they say, as an elite team of skilled searchers are using advanced data algorithm and groundbreaking science and tools 
to analyze five decades of Bigfoot sightings and to pinpoint when and where to encounter this elusive beast. With these results and gadgets at their disposal, they now know the time and place to search for evidence of Bigfoot. This premieres on Wednesday, December 4th on my birthday! Happy birthday to me! Right on. Now I have something to watch on my birthday. <laughs> well. <coughs> Excuse me. If you live in New England, you may run into some cryptids. Do you guys know this? Yeah, they're not just, you know, in the woods around here in, you know, Washington. They're up there and all the way in New England on that side. You know, there's a, and there's a lot worse things up there apparently than just Bigfoot. So here's a list of four cryptids rumored to be looking around New England. One, which I'm guessing is the most famous, is Champ, because even I've heard of Champ. And who says you have to go all the way to Scotland's Loch Ness for a glimpse of a sea monster? Lake Champ, Lake Champlain, Champlain or Champlain? I don't know. It's in Vermont. Uh, but apparently there's a plesiosaur like creature named champ sightings of champ date all the way back to when the lake's namesake Samuel de Champlain reportedly saw a huge fish in 1609 and decided it was a monster. That was 400 years ago, but like, Hey, who it could still be alive today. I mean, look at those Greenland sharks. They live for like 300 years. Isn't that crazy? Y'all probably didn't even know that. My brother just blew you away. You're like, wait, what? Sharks can live for 300 years? Yeah, man. Google it. Champlain probably saw some sort of gar or sturgeon, but that didn't stop literally hundreds of people from reporting sightings of champ over the next several centuries including whole tour groups on ferry boats and even a county sheriff. Champ is also probably the only cryptid protected by actual legislation. The state of Vermont passed a resolution in 1982 protecting Champ, and a year earlier, Port Henry, New York, declared their part of Lake Champlain a safe haven for the creature as well. So somebody very important must have seen it for this kind of thing to get passed, right? All right, moving on to the next thing. Uh, think of the most terrible object in the world. It's lawn gnomes, right? No, they're fine. I'm not creeped out by them. Uh, but these things are called puckwudgies. And puckwudgies are like if lawn gnomes came to life, but instead of taking on the personalities of similarly sized creatures like Smurfs or Oompa Loompas, they land somewhere between ankle-biting chihuahuas and a raccoon, and they have magic. Puckwudgies feature pretty prominently in Wampanoag folklore, and according to them, puckwudgies were allied with humans until we made them mad and they turned against us. Huh? Wouldn't you? Who would have ever guessed that? Known to lurk around the Bridgewater Triangle area, puckwudgies can range from being annoyingly mischievous to downright dangerous. They can appear and disappear at will and love to play tricks on people. So maybe your neighbor didn't forget to return your leaf blower after all. You've just fallen victim to a puckwudgie. Uh, the next one up here. 
Yeah, we got two more. Uh, the Beast of Truro. Truro. All right. While mainlanders may think of Cape Cod as crowded with tourists, with hardly a speck of sand to call your own, there are parts of Cape of the Cape Cod area not so far off the beaten path that may as well be in the middle of nowhere. It's the perfect place for a beast to lurk. For decades, residents and vacationers around the tiny outer Cape town of Truro have reported encounters with a certain beast or beasts. These encounters usually find people finding a bunch of dead animals that have clearly been attacked by something very large. In 1982, the New York Times even did a story on Truro. Uh, a police officer who has several of his 175-pound hogs torn apart. A couple later reported they briefly encountered something that looked very much like a mountain lion on head of the meadow beach, but it vanished only after a few moments. Big cat or no, the beast has gone quiet for some time now, but keep an eye out. You might see something strange cross the road late at night. Last one on this list is the Dover Demon. If you've ever wanted to lurk around in the middle of the night and scare teenagers, We've got some bad news. The next cryptid already beat you to it in 1977 in Dover, Massachusetts. According to news reports at the time, three teenagers separately had the bejesus scared out of them while driving around at night on April 21st and the 22nd by the so-called Dover Demon. Each reported to the police that they encountered a human-like creature with a bulbous nose and terribly long fingers they all drew sketches for the police that look eerily similar. And one, William Bartlett, believes he encountered the Dover Demon again in the same area a year later. Police believed it was a prank and the sightings were dismissed. But when the Boston Globe caught up with Bartlett nearly 30 years later, he stuck to his story. Ugh. Surely it all been a prank. He would have dropped it after all those years, right? Dover also definitely has some other weird stuff going on with sightings of the literal devil himself riding around on horseback, woven deeply into the town's local folklore. There you have it, New England. If you're wanting to get into some cryptid encounters, well, you got four of them you can go after. Uh, well, that's going to do it for Scaredy Cast this week, you guys. Uh, remember later this week, we're going to have a Patreon exclusive episode. Actually not later this week. Next week we'll have one. I just put one up yesterday. Uh, so go to Patreon, support the podcast, support me, support us. Uh, you get, you know, exclusive podcast episodes on there. Stickers, you know, slap a little sticker on the back of your laptop. Show the world. You listen to scaredy cast and, uh, we'll be back next week. With a new episode, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash scaredycast. Instagram is at scaredycast. Twitter is at the scaredycast. Reach out. Leave some comments. Let us know you're out there. I'll reply. I'm always connected on our social media. So if you say something, I'll be there. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.